Walking Out Your Faith Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for medical or mental health advice. Individuals are advised to seek independent medical advice, counseling, and or therapy from a healthcare professional with respect to any medical condition, mental health issue, or health inquiry, including matters discussed on this podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome Karen Deloach to the podcast. Karen is an award-winning artist, college art teacher, keynote speaker, coach, minister, wife, mother, and grandmother. She also teaches filmmaking online to a group of Ugandan youths in Mukono. She has a Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Painting and Theater and a Master's of Arts in Studio Art and Certificate in Film Production. She speaks at conferences, retreats, workshops, webinars, summits, events, and podcasts live or virtually. Welcome, Karen. All right. Uh, Welcome to the Walking Out Your Faith podcast. And I am so thrilled to have Karen Deloach here and on the podcast. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure and honor to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. And let's just start out in prayer and see where the Holy Spirit takes us today. Okay. Father God, thank you so much for bringing us together today. And Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit be present and guide this conversation, and that, Father God, we speak on the things that uh, you would like us to speak on, Father. And um, just thank you. Thank you so much for everything. Uh, We love you and we praise you. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen. Amen. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, Karen, just in terms of getting us started, you can you describe a little bit about your background and you're a Christian life coach, among other things, and as well as an artist, right? So could you talk a little bit about your background and and um, what led you into Christian life coaching? Well, thank you for that question. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been walking with the Lord almost 50 years now since I was in college. God gave me a Christian roommate who prayed for her bohemian theater art major roommate for two years and you know praise God for her because she she prayed me into the kingdom and after some wobbly starts I have been pressing into God ever since and my biggest question when I got saved was how do you serve God as an artist you know I just imagined you had to be either a pastor or you know somebody going to foreign countries you know, in the ministry that way, serving, serving. Uh, and I didn't know how to do that. And it was, it was a search for significance as an artist, as a creative artist and as a, as a theater person, because I just, I could see if you're a musician, you know, you can, you can do worship and sing, but how do you serve God as an artist and what place does the arts have in the kingdom? So that, that journey has been part of my search, my whole walk. 
But I, meanwhile, was an artist, practicing artist, and got my master's in, in painting. And, and I got very bad feedback from my professors. As a matter of fact, their harsh, cruel criticisms were so successful at destroying any self-esteem I might have had that I switched my major to ceramics and I wasn't able to complete a painting for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. And God sent me a, a, an old time master painter who'd been trained in the fifties, who taught me how to paint and gave me the confidence to then to start doing the kind of artwork that really moved me. I wasn't an abstract expressionist, which is what was popular when I was in school. I love pop art and I love people and I really wanted to do portraiture. So anyway, I, I found my way by through mentoring. And so I have a firm belief in its power to change people's lives, whether they're tutoring or mentoring or in some way grabbing a hold of somebody's life and making a difference. Some of the other things I discovered is that because I'm an artist and and I'm going to film school, a filmmaker, I'm very right brain. You know, we, you and I have talked about the power of the creative center of our brains. And I didn't know any of this for a long, long time. And I've kind of come into this later in life, understanding even myself and my fellow artists better and how we're wired. You know, and I asked God, I said, what is my core purpose? And he said very clearly to me that you stir up the creative in others. And of course, called to the body of Christ, I know with the creator of the universe living inside of us, we should be the most creative people on the planet and studying some other people who've, who've, who've researched it and some scientists and, and others. God wired us all to be right brain. We started as little children loving to dance and sing and do art and and do all writing. We love that as children. But something happens between the ages of five and six and 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's a warped education system that squashes that right creative side of us, that part that is intuitive, that wants us to communicate with the unseen realm, with our creator. And so with that squash, because we only reward left brain memorization, left brain critical thinking, left brain uh, order and organization, and we don't reward generally the creative. And yet, we're, we're, what's the source of invention? What's, what's the source of coming up with cures for, for all of these things that we're fighting? It's, it's that creative spark. So I'm so totally convinced that God is on the move to bring his people into healing and wholeness, to have the confidence to move into their rightful places. And I believe, you know, personally called to arts and entertainment and also education. That's my my um, educator part of me. I teach college art and I te- I've been teaching art for 40 years. And mm-hmm. I love, love seeing that spark just come to life in people. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> how absolutely beautiful. And and so what a powerful testimony, Karen, that you started out, you know, in that right brain. So that's that creative side, that side that's just flowing with ideas, right? And you were ready to dive in. And then you encountered, I guess, in the kind of traditional educational system, harsh criticism that kind of shut you down. 
right? And I can relate to that because I love to write, for example. I love all things creative too. I'm I'm kind of like you in that regard. And I remember it it's sometimes sadly, it's the things that are said that are hurtful that you can remember the most sometimes. And you, you know, and I remember I was trying so hard to write a paper and I was in school and psychology. And I re- I remember I had a teacher who I very much admired and said to me just very nonchalantly, you know, you're not a very good writer. And I was just like, what? I was just so crushed and it, it did crush my spirit. And I was really, so I, I have my own and maybe others do too, you know, our own testimony of here you are just being you and then boom you encounter this, I don't know, what would you call it? It's like a resistance. It's, it comes from another negative force. You know, I mean, we obviously believe in good and evil. We know that there are evil forces working again. So here I am as a youngster called to the arts and, you know, it took somebody and, and actually it was, it was all of my college professors of art of of painting i went to two different colleges just to see if maybe took different artists to see if maybe anybody could affirm that i had some talent and pretty much i had one tell me karen the only thing you have going for you is energy (laughs) you know now that i'm approaching 70 i'm like thank you jesus for energy because i sports and I was in theater and I was doing a lot of activities besides my art training but you know that's not something that that I have ever thought I mean I know he wasn't complimenting me he was saying I didn't have talent all I had was energy but you know what I thank God now even for that energy and you know talent is I saw people very very talented who didn't take their art anywhere So sometimes those of us that really struggle, that have to work very hard at what we want to do, we appreciate it better. We we learn, we're constantly training and learning more and more to see, you know, so that we can improve because, you know, artists are called practicing artists, I guess, like doctors, because we're always learning and we're always improving and trying new things, right? So it's, it's an adventure that I love. Yes. Oh, how wonderful. And, and what you've used this term. So what is a Christian creative? In your yeah, besides being my private Facebook group, I feel definitely called to the body of Christ as a creative artist. And I, I don't know if you've heard the teachings about the seven mountain mandate. One of them is arts and entertainment or celebration. Um, you know, it's interesting that the very first time the scripture mentions um, that the Holy Spirit fell on somebody, it was Bezalel when he was anointed by God and Holy Spirit to do the first temple. So he, his craftsmanship and his art was anointed to fulfill a purpose for the kingdom of God. And it's the first mention of Holy Spirit. And, you know, when you hear the story of the, the, the um, Joshua and the, and the Israelites going around Jericho, you know, as the Holy Spirit very creatively told them to go seven times silently. And then they were t- to shout and they were carrying these um, lanterns, these little lights with ceramic tops. And then they were told to break the tops and show the lights. And God did the victory for them and brought down the walls. And I thought, you know, as a potter, somebody made all those lanterns. Somebody made all those ceramic vessels they were going to use for that warfare. So I, I, 
I find vicarious joy when God shows how he uses creativity and all the times he tells even Jeremiah, go to the potter's house, you know, and he breaks the pot and, you know, how God can use. And I, I did a whole teaching, a whole um, learning and teaching about the different vessels and what they all mean in the Middle Eastern language and scripture. There's there's five different words that they mean all mean a vessel of honor, a vessel of dishonor, a vessel of mercy. So these all have very specific meanings and places in um, the, the Middle Eastern culture that we miss with, you know, not really understanding what they mean. So, oh, wow. So there's so much depth to that, right? And, and when you're talking, it makes me think about how, I mean, of course, God is a creator and our creator and we're creators along with him. I mean, we're, it, it, this is biblical. So it's about, it sounds like finding our true natures or rediscovering it. Because so many of us have lost our way, you know, just in the world, it's kind of taken us in the other direction, in a sense. And you have talked about, so how can art be used as self therapy? What do you mean when you say that? That's such a brilliant question. And it is something God woke me up to tell me art is self-therapy. So I, of course, went on a journey. What is self-therapy? And looking up the word and, you know, understanding what is he talking about? Because I'm not a professional therapist. You know, I am a life coach in the arts. And he started showing me that, you know, the research, and as I started studying scientists, it shows that art in and of itself is not just a fundamental aspect of our humanity, but is also essential to our very well-being. I'm like, because people will tell you, oh, I'm not an artist, I can't draw a straight line. And I think, where did that come from? Just like you were describing these negative words. And I don't know where that saying came up, Stick and st sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Who believes that for a second? Mm -hmm. Because what happens, and this is what started my healing journey after I got more confidence learning to paint. I also had to get healing for those soul wounds because I came into agreement that I'm not good enough. I came into agreement that I'm, I guess I'm just not a painter. And I had to repent and ask God to forgive me because I am all that he's called me to be just as each one of us is. Whatever these hindrances are, if we've come into agreement with any word but the purport of the Lord, then we repent of it. Plus, forgive those that said those things, whatever reason they did. You know, they probably thought they were saving me from a life of frustration by forget about being a painter. When there was something deep inside of me that, you know, wants me to paint. And good or bad isn't as important as doing. And, and that's what's very interesting about some of this research that I found is that it that having an aesthetic experience such as, you know, gazing at paintings like going to an art, a gallery or somebody's work on their or even or even listening to music or better yet engaging in creative activity like singing drawing um provides a host of therapeutic benefits ranging from lowering stress healing mental anguish to improving memory and fostering empathy. In fact, when we perform art-related activities, studies show that the pleasure centers in our brains actually light up and there is an amazing release of that happiness chemical serotonin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is exciting to me. Simple, something as simple as just weaving or writing or sewing or playing guitar or, or the piano or singing worship 
actually brings healing to our very souls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How very powerful. And it's so deep. It, it relates to these limiting beliefs. And it sounds like the themes I'm hearing you um, touch on are just almost like worshiping God in, in through our creativity and, and the joy that, that comes from that. And the natural healing the, from the Holy Spirit that touches us when we can express ourselves through our art. It's just, it's almost like our natural way of being, isn't it? It is. And one, one incident that happened in my studio years ago that changed my life forever happened by one of my young art students. And he had had, he had had reading disabilities and this mom, you know, was homeschooling him and I was teaching him art. He was just doing so fantastic. A matter of fact, he had been entered into a tri-county art, youth art competition, and he didn't just win first place in his age but he won best in show for the entire youth competition and then three months later had a uh, an infection that went to his brain and had a stroke that caused paralysis on his left right side as a matter of fact he wasn't even expected to live he remembers what the doctors and nurses said while he was in there and I went there and I saw angels and I prayed over that young man and with his mom day by day for the next four months and he did live and recovered when he was released from the hospital his mom brought him back to my studio now he's left-handed right gotta be learning how to draw left-handed and surprisingly he took it up quickly so thoroughly conquered drawing left-handed and he had been right-handed all his life that his neurosurgeon called me and this was he's like I've never called someone's art teacher before what are you doing because David was improving so rapidly on his right side that he was now beginning to talk he was able to start walking and that and and gain strength strength in his right hand and he said I don't know what you're doing but keep doing it and what I've learned, you know, not being a scientist, so my, my knowledge about it is, is dangerous, is that the neural pathways that had been created through his taking art and doing art had, were still operating. So that when he switched to that left, left hand, it was still helping him know how to draw. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was convinced. I'm like, this is so miraculous. Yes. As I've seen him now 10 years later, you know, doing great in his life and, you know, others that I've seen. I had a woman help me with the show who, who was very talented with details. And I got her to help me with a great big show. One of the biggest shows of my life. And we, we spent 18 months together while she was under a stage four breast cancer diagnosis radical mastectomy, reconstruction. She didn't know because of the diagnosis if she would even be there when we had the show. And not only was she there, she worked at her and David both, and she still has been cancer-free for like seven years. So I'm telling you, she got, she was calling it being distracted you know, doing this work with their hands and being creative distracted her, but it also was bringing healing and life and hope into her very being. And that positive mindset helped her overcome this cancer treatment, this cancer diagnosis. Wow. So you have seen, you've witnessed, you've experienced so many really miracles 
around this art and and the connection with God and what it can do for us in terms of healing. Many times when I, I have a show I'm preparing for, I'll literally get the vision for it in worship. I mean, I'm in worship. I'm saying, okay, here's the show. Here's the thing. What am I going to do? And just have it download while I'm in worship, which of course is creative right there. As we're worshiping our creator, whether we're singing, holding our hands up, whether we're playing an instrument, whether we're dancing, moving our feet, waving a banner, or just in our hearts, turn towards God. That is a creative healing moment in our lives. Yes. The power of it is, yes, we worship, we're focused on him. But meanwhile, he's downloading all of his health and, and healing onto us at the same time. It's, it's just so fun to take a hand with our Lord and see it change people's lives for the better. Wow. So you have at this point, it sounds like, I mean, not just done your own art, of course, and taught, but you've walked worked with people from all walks of life and all different kinds of ways in terms of their art and expressing themselves. Right. Yes. And you know what what I found is that as I have created in my studio, whether it's online, just this little little box, this is a no criticism zone. Because when you get degrees and you know, bachelor's degrees and master's degrees in art, they really create a snob out of you. Like, oh, only this kind of art is good enough. You know, and and sometimes I admit there, I've struggled to say something positive when I've seen somebody, but there's just this no criticism zone doesn't mean you're not going to get better. It just means you're not going to squash because our right brain is sensitive. It is sensitive to hear from God, to hear from our in, inner soul and our spirit. And so it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't handle criticism. That's our left brain. Critical thinking is left brain. We get into perfectionism. You know, more people are stifled from their creative lives, paralyzed by perfectionism than anything else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know it's paralyzed me because I had, you know, somewhere along the way growing up or something, you know, I learned that, oh, you know, got to be be perfect or not do it. And I, you know, I had, I've had to, and continue to work hard to overcome that, that mindset. And as you talk about the right side and all of that and how sensitive it is, I act, cause I think in pictures. Okay. (laughs) For better or for worse, I think in pictures. And I just saw, I guess that creative part of me, I just saw a beautiful flower, you know, representing that right side. And, you know, and you, well, the flower's beautiful, but you don't want to stomp on it and crush it and, you know, mangle it. it. It's going to wither. It's it's not going to be that fullest expression of itself. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I think that's a good emotional word picture for it. And, you know, in this in our new world of AI, we're all concerned, oh, AI can make art better than artists. But that's not true. It doesn't bring the human human heart and soul into it. So there's no way they can replace our music and our um, anything that is from the heart they can't replace. It's a machine. It cannot replace us. So I'm not intimidated by that at all. Matter of fact, any way that we can use technology to help us, you know, even now as we're talking, you know, in different states, you know, we're talking, I still, that's still a miracle to me, you know, we, we can, we can learn from each other and, and others can, no matter where they are, they can watch this at some point is so cool, yes. you know, and we need, 
as humans to feel the freedom to try new things, to explore and experience things in ways that help us gain confidence and all of those negative thoughts that I know you as a clinician, you've had to work with people whose thought life is just inundated with, I'm not good enough, I can't do it, and, and I'll never be good enough, and lose hope and get depressed. And here, just 20 minutes a day, this is what the scientists are saying, 20 minutes a day of creative activity or thinking or viewing or listening can actually bring wholeness to your soul. Wow. So I love how you translate that into the practical. Well, what do I do? So you're saying 20 minutes a day. So when you work with people, that's, it sounds like, you know, one of the things you advise them, could it be any time of day or pretty much any creative activity that will benefit them? And you know, that's as, as a coach, we're, I'm, I'm trying to draw out of them and stir up what their creative spark is who are you uniquely you and how can you best express you what what god has given you 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 know we have 10 different fingerprints for goodness sake and there's seven and a half billion of us god is highly creative you know he could never outcreate it and there's something that you bring to the table that nobody else can bring because it's from your soul from your spirit from what god has placed in you and so as we gain confidence that i have something to say that this is stirred up and and my efforts whatever however meager we may think they are or the world is my my job is to get them out of performance orientation that that it's not about the product it's Mm -hmm. about the process and the process brings the healing and you know what? The more we do it, the better we get. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. But I, I do exercises with my students that force them to get out of their left brain and not be product oriented. And, and, and people resist it. They don't want to, especially if they don't identify as a creative or as an artist. But they end up having so much fun. And, you know, and while they're doing that, whatever stress is going on in the world, they're not thinking about that. There's emotions that are getting processed. They're improving in communication skills. And also, again, that serotonin happiness release. And they're all surprised, not only by what they've accomplished, but more importantly, by how the process makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And that is kind of that... Um pathway to that deep inner healing it sounds like and transformation and joy and all that all that good stuff god absolutely it is god it is a fruit of the spirit joy and you know one of my favorite verses and you and i were talking about this third john 2 1 and i'm I'm semi semi quoting beloved i desire above all that you prosper and are in health as your soul prospers. So something happens to us physically when we're focusing on our our soul. And our spirit, of course, is connected to our soul. But as long as we're focusing on our bodies and what we can't do, then we're going to miss out. And we're going to be blocked maybe from experiencing the kind of joy that you were just describing, that kind of freedom that says, I don't have to be perfect, just like a five or four or six year old. They don't have to be perfect. They don't care. They're enjoying it. And we need that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's still a little girl inside of us that wants to dance before her father. 
Wow. That's very powerful right there. Oh my goodness. And I do. I admit. I do. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, he's, and I sing, I sing before my father and nobody, nobody can stop me from singing because I, I change keys too much. It doesn't matter. I can sing to my father and he's just so happy and pleased and I can and be embraced and sit in his lap with him and feel that incredible love and joy and connection and intimacy with father God. Um, that is not the alcoholic perfectionist that I was raised under, but just the opposite. You know, even though our father in heaven is perfect, he requires us to be his children. Yes. Yes. And so in your view, <laughs> can someone strengthen their faith through creativity in the arts? It worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're walking testimony to that. <laughs> How do you use artist you know what place does an artist have in your kingdom is he just drew me and said let me show you how and finding that anointed joy and presence of fulfillment of finding purpose in creativity as an artist in the kingdom so we my husband and I we, we ministers we've been ministering together as as um, prayer ministers and helping people overcome and we have a, our own fellowship that we have in our home and on others' homes. We have bigger groups um, called called um, uh, Imagine Gatherings. And so it's it's us right brain kind of people, musicians and singers and dancers and banners and artists, uh, worshiping God and letting Holy Spirit lead and guide the whole experience. We usually start with food and, and we have um, uh, communion together and whatever Holy Spirit wants to do. And we worship in freedom and just let, let God, and, and it's all ages, uh, even us old timers. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this in person, this gathering yeah. that you're talking about? Where yeah. And where is this that you're located? Yeah. It's in, in person. Charleston, South Carolina area. We tried to do some virtual with it, but it may happen. You never know when we get our own place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We've learned to, you know, appreciate Zoom, but also the what what compares to being together to worship, you know, in person. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. And speaking to that, you know, what we've touched on it somewhat, um, but what are some of the barriers you see to to people being christian creatives or just in their to their faith in general that faith walk are there things that you've noticed when you work with people well sometimes you know just like i didn't know my place as an artist it, you, it can be trivialized you know you're a doctor you have a high nice high place in the kingdom you know i mean in our world in our culture we we deeply respect doctors. We deeply respect um, not just your training and education, your wisdom, but also you have uh, an exalted, um, respected place in our culture. Whereas artists and actors and musicians, we don't tend to have that place. And sometimes that can unfortunately overlap into Christian community. Mm -hmm. yes. It's okay, you know, play the piano and sing in church, but to, you know, how does, you know, and now we, we do have, you know, charismatic congregations that have painters. I've even brought my potter's wheel up onto to 
creative, you know, churches and, and been able to throw while worship was going on using my potter's wheel and working with clay um, as just a, a, another expression of worship. If everything we're doing, we do heartily as unto the Lord, then it's all an act of worship. And creativity is going to enhance the left brain. If you're an engineer, you know, which is a decidedly left brain kind of function and, and strength, imagine if you really allowed your left brain creativity to flow wouldn't that bridge be not only functional, but beautiful? Or you know, as architects, they say, are that combination of artist and engineer. But I was thinking even, you know, even people that are very strong left brain could benefit from strengthening the right brain with those, all those neural connections to see their lives strengthened. And this is what God has made us. And, you know, you're talking about walking out our faith it's being the fullness of who he's created you to be is the goal, right? What is hindering each of you from being all that God, you know, you know, and you're knowing your spirit as you turn to God, there are things he's called you to that he's given you purpose for. And what is holding that back? Is it negative words as we've been talking about today? Is it, is it as just a sense of I'm not good enough or that perfectionist standard is too much, or I'm not smart enough, or, you know, I don't have any money or whatever, whatever it is, you know, that's why when I do art classes, we're using pens, pencils, and copy paper is where we're starting. You know, it's, it's just access as accessible as it can be for anybody. And yet, that you can go high end and get really nice paper, nice brushes and nice paints. But none of that is as important as what you're bringing to the table. Yes. It's, it's us and our creative, our, our, our soul, really. It, it's showing up in that way, right? It's not about the materials and all that stuff's nice, but, but it's us. Like you're saying, we're kind of, well, with God, we're like the instrument that God is kind of, Ooh, speaking good. to this, You're this such is good emotional word picture person that's <laughs> awesome. yeah it, it, it's it's really it's really awesome you know and it, it i just sense the joy and um and also as you're talking what what occurs to me is that you know in the this world we're in the, the world there are a lot of let's say um creative products out there that, and I'm going to try not to sound too judgmental, but many of them are ungodly or influences, not godly influences. Okay. And, and I, I'm not here to bash that, but I'm just, it, it's making me think about how, you know, those of us who are Christians, who want to grow in our faith and grow closer to God, it, it's, we need to put our creativity out there in the world. The, the The world has so many other types of creativity and, you know, to each his own, right? Whatever they're, but does that make sense? Am I, oh, yeah. And, you know, that goes back to that seven mountain mandate, which is saying that the seven arenas of influence and culture, you know, from government to, to um, uh, economics, to uh, family, to church, to media, to the arts, arts and entertainment. Now, we have, we've been taught very early on, we were getting rescued out of here. And so just leave the culture and it went, 
but got inundated without our influence. And that is on us. And we are now taking it back. And so for people like me and my husband and our circle of creatives, we are on an intercessory prayer mission um, and also in the natural, doing everything we can physically to, to, to be obedient to whatever art or craft or music or whatever type of creative activity we, we feel led to, um, being the best that we can be to have excellence at it, um, but also to have an impact in our culture with it. Um, that we're taking back these mountains and as God is shaking right now, as Hebrews 4 says, everything that can be shaken is being shaken. And I had a vision like you, like I sometimes see things in pictures, some of see here. I saw these black like entities coming out of these trees, which was the demonic. And then he showed me going around the mountain where legions of believers that had been serving in their mountain to be excellent at whatever they were allowed to do now having freedom to move into their rightful place on the mountain to be influencers that we can be the influencers of the next generation not the ones that have allowed this antichrist spirit to be the influence over our children and grandchildren mm -hmm. to bring the spirit of christ jesus bring life to the children and not death and destruction to the children uh, it's it's a mandate. It is truly a mandate. So I applaud you for your courage to step out this way to do this. Um, it is a, a noble purpose, a noble call. And thank you for giving people like me an opportunity to share our thoughts and feelings about it. It's, oh, it's thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. What a blessing. What a blessing you're here. And, you know, um, this... Uh, how can people find out more about you and learn what you do, or if they want to work with you, um, where, where can they go? Thank you so much for asking that. Yeah. Karen Delocheart.com is my website, www.karendelocheart.com. And my email is Karen Delocheart at gmail.com. So we've got a little thing going on there. I'm also on Facebook, Karen Deloach. And if you're interested as a Christian, want to be in our private group where we're really encouraging each other and showing our work is Christian creatives. Just put it, put it to say, you know, say you want to join our group and you're welcome to join. Uh, but it's about the visual arts. In particular. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. And I want to add that's Karen Deloach, D-E-L-O-A-C-H. And I'll include information and the link and everything on the podcast notes as well. So wonderful. And, and, um, Karen, one last question, and, and I wanted to also see if you could take us out in prayer after that, if you would be okay with that. Um, if you could talk to all Christians today and tell them one thing about walking out their faith, what would you tell them? Have the courage. It says 365 times in scripture, be courageous. Have the courage to be true to God's call upon your life. As he called me and told me my spiritual gift was stirring up the creative, do and be all that God has called you to be. There is nothing that can, that can hold you back that's greater than the power and the anointing of God to say, do it. Do it now. I heard a, another coach saying it. Do it now. What are you waiting for? What's holding you back? Get the help. If you need help, get help. Get a mentor. Find someone to teach you if that's what you need get the help you need because you are worth it 
and the world has need of it, especially these days. Wonderful. Wonderful. Karen, thank you so much. And um, if you wouldn't mind, could you take us out in prayer? Thank you, Lord. Father God, as we come before you, it is with such grateful hearts that there is no limitation. The veil was ripped at the, at the crucifixion of our Christ. And so we have total access to you, to be intimate with you, Father. So as we come before you with grateful hearts because of the blood of Jesus that covers us, we say, do all that you want to do in us. We say yes to you. We say yes to that creative call in each of our lives that you live inside of us, creator. Show us how to be the innovators and the inventors and, and the true influencers of our culture that we can make a difference for this next generation. So as we submit to you, have your way in us. I just bless my sister. I thank you for her. I thank you for this broadcast. Let it be anointed to affect lives as you will. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Karen, again, for being with us. God bless. don't want you to miss any of the episodes. So please subscribe to the Walking Out Your Faith podcast right now. And please let your family and friends know about it too. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review, I'd really appreciate it because it can help get the word out and help others join this community where we focus on walking out our faith together. And don't forget, you can reach me to set up a free introductory discovery call for coaching or to be a guest on this podcast. Contact me at drtalentcoaching.com at gmail.com. That's drtalentcoaching at gmail.com. Or connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Kathleen Talent. That's talent with two L's, T-A-L-L-E-N-T. That's it for now. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you for another installment of the podcast next week. Blessings.